people who, are, who don't farm don't realize how much it um, really governs what you can and cannot do within the construct of your lives. You know, mm. if you, you, unless you have farm hands, you aren't leaving the farm very often. Right. Unless you've got the systems in place to manage all that stuff. Welcome to Choosing to Farm, a podcast for first and returning generation livestock farmers and ranchers to share their stories, find connection, and provide insight into the life of farmers who didn't take the traditional path. I'm your host, Jen Colby. So, so farming and non-farming partners hook up together. I don't know if you know that or not, but um, not everybody is a powerhouse farmer-farmer uh, couple. And there is neither a good nor a bad thing about being a couple of farmers or a farming and non-farming couple, but it is definitely a little bit of a different dynamic. And it struck us that um, it was actually Chris's idea to record an episode where he and I just have a conversation because we've worked through all kinds of stuff um, in the last 21 years, 22 years now. Um, and it hasn't always been rosy, but we've worked out a bunch of stuff, and it still isn't always rosy. Um, there's still tension sometimes, but we've worked out a lot of things and, and thought that if we recorded a conversation about that, um, maybe it would be helpful for other people. So enjoy. Um, feel free to like and subscribe the to the podcast if this is your first time joining us. Um, we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash choose to farm if you'd like to support the expenses of this work. And um, I hope you enjoy listening. Thanks. So today's interview isn't really an interview. It's much more conversation um, with my husband, Chris Sargent, and myself. And uh, we thought that this might be a nice way to get to know us a little bit more um, as the the host, hosts, occasional hosts of of the podcast, um, and also because we've learned a lot and experienced a lot, and thought that it might be helpful for other people to because we've gone through some stuff. Yeah, we've gone through some stuff. <laughs> we've gone through some stuff, and and it's taken a long time to get to where we are as it relates to being a couple when one of us farms, and how and how that dynamic mm. worked out. Yeah. And that's really where, I mean, why I suggested, hey, I could talk to you. Um, <laughs> you asked that great question on your uh, your, pay, your Facebook page that was, uh, you know, what do you wish someone had told you about farming before you started? And I was like, smart-assly said, well, I wish it said what someone had told you uh, about farming before your spouse started farming. Um, but it posed a lot of interest. There are a lot of interesting things that it made me. It was thoughtful. It made me, it was thought-provoking, and it made me think about that quite a bit. So what did you, yeah. Well, like, okay. So what's, what's one? So, what's so one, one is, is, is how much time farming would consume in our lives, you know, and that, and that has uh, a lot of connections to other things, you know, that's the consumption of time 
um, has an impact on our lives collectively. And it should be, you know, we should state for the record that I'm not really a farmer. Right. And it took us a while to sort of figure that out and how to work through that. Um, and I think that there are things that we can discuss about that, too. Um, yeah, and just as a, a like a time scale, um, so I got my first animals to raise um, in a farming capacity in the spring of 1998. So we got chickens and those chickens. Gosh. Which was, uh, just for the record, just after our son was born. Yes. No, it was actually, I got the chickens like two or three months after our son was born because I was going to just really go crazy and farm all, all over. Um, which goes back to your point about time. <laughs> how long it takes uh, to just to do farming and also how long it takes to establish farming. That's like a whole separate thing, too. Um, and what you can accomplish when you have small children. Those are all really <laughs> those are like deep dive topics. Yes, yeah, separately. Yeah, we're not getting um, here. But so so I I really think of myself as being um, more serious starting in about 2000, which is around the time we started to do pigs. And so this is like going on 22 years of farming, and I of the farming exercise, um, and I would say. Really, it hasn't been a business except for like the last seriously six to seven years to get here, you know, five and a half years ago. And like I thought I was serious, but I I didn't realize what that meant um, until like six or seven years ago. And then I really didn't realize what that meant until three years ago <laughs> when I went to Reging for Profit. So I feel like there's like different phases. I guess I, in the beginning, I think I, I kind of wanted you to come out and like, you know, walk the chicken pens with me and have it be like a collegial thing. And you were like, so this is totally not my jam. <laughs> Except we didn't have that conversation for like the longest time. It right. was mostly like I was lonely and wanted yeah, well, you to come join me, so, and so, you were like, "I don't want to go out there." So how did that make you feel? It made me. It made me feel really. I don't know. It was kind of a resentful thing in the sense that, like, yeah, no. I mean, like, I felt like I, for some interesting reason or some way it like it was a thing I was pulled to and I didn't understand why you weren't to and um, I guess I've come to realize that we're pulled to different things so we shouldn't expect other people to be pulled to the same things that we are Um, but I had this like romantic notion of um, you know going out and you know walking the pastures at night together you know or like doing night check or you know whatever like being in whatever that non-existent barn was that we still don't have. But like, but like, uh, you know, I had this romantic notion of us doing this together. Well, I think that's because there's often a, a, a picture. And I mean, we know many couples that farm. We do. I, and I and, had a lot of those right. in my head. And that really creates yeah. that, that image. Yeah. And um, that was one of our biggest challenges is sort of, of, of sort of working with that, um, 
the dynamic of me basically being like, you know, I, I really support you doing this because it clearly makes you very happy and, and I want you to do things that make you happy. Um, but I don't want to farm. Um, and we've, we've come to a point now that I feel much more like a farm partner from a business perspective than I ever have. And um, I'm willing to be a little more actively participate in the farm when you really need it. But we've, we've, it's taken a while to sort of negotiate what's okay and what's not okay for both mm-hmm. of us. Um, and it's interesting you mentioned resentment because I felt it too, particularly as it re- relates to time. You know, you were, you would be away going out and moving the sheep and doing stuff like constantly. And I just remember feeling, um, largely a sense of abandonment. And admittedly, we were young and, you know, there was still a lot of growing to do, um, at that point, just emotionally and personally. Um, but I certainly felt like that. And I think we had this conversation earlier and you used the word isolated. Um, yeah. And I could see how that would be. I mean, you're out there in the, back on our other property where it was, sort of just trapped in the woods trying to move sheep around, <laughs> getting yourself into hornet's nests and all sorts of fun stuff, oh, and just being sort of trapped out that. there and feeling isolated. And um, I can absolutely see how that would be. And I definitely felt, you know, sort of alone. Um, and, you know, the thing, thing, one of the things about farming that I think sort of the, the muggles don't realize is how much it... <laughs> muggles? Muggles. <laughs> For all you Harry Potter fans out there, um, that they that people who are, who don't farm don't realize how much it um, really governs what you can and cannot do within the construct of your lives. You know, if mm. you, you, unless you have farm hands, you aren't leaving the farm very often, right. unless you've got the systems in place to manage all that stuff. Right. Um, you know. We late for people's weddings because of animals, you know. I mean, things like that. I mean, just you don't yeah. think about it, but those are things that happen. I mean, on, on the other hand, sometimes they can be convenient excuses, but um, <laughs> for the introverts in the family. But um, except that that particular wedding um, broke my heart. I know. We, right. We missed the wedding. We missed the wedding. Because we got of that, to the. We got to the the post wedding celebration, but we missed the wedding, and that was that was a pigs? Heart, heartbreaker. Pigs. Pigs. Right. Because yeah. pigs get out. Yep. Just pig, before you go to pig, a wedding. Pigs got out. Awesome. I, ch- I chased them in my dress. Yeah. I ripped my dress. I mean, just... Yeah, it was it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> things they don't tell you about farming. And, and uh, you know, things like that will happen. Or they might, or it might seem like it's kind of funny. Like, it's sort of played as a funny kind of a thing. And, and actually, like, the truth is you you miss, you miss moments yeah. that you can't get back. Right. And... And some people are okay with that, and, and some people are like, but you missed, you you should have been there. And that's like a conscious, I feel like that's one of those yeah, conscious decisions or realizations that we have to make is we're going to miss some stuff. We're going to catch things that people, other people are never going to catch. Like right. Some of those sunrise moments, that's kind of where I really miss you these days. It's like <laughs> if I go out and I'm like, this is beautiful. Man, Chris is, you know. Not usually, you're not usually sleeping because we get up early, but like, but there were moments mm-hmm. in the past where like you were a later sleeper than you are now. And yep. I would just be like, this is beautiful. Right. This is missing amazing. That. And he's missing that. But yeah. And I think that, you know, it's, it's important to recognize that the, the, the missed moments can be both in the house and mm. external to, you know, broader family societal things too, just because, you know, uh, I mean, for years there was a point when I would, when I was still going to our family cottage where, um, you couldn't go. Yeah. 
Um, you know, and maybe that might have been years, years, years and years where you wouldn't have gone. I remember um, seriously, there was a, a period of <clears throat> at least three years where I, yeah, I couldn't. I think I could have probably gotten um, animal care because I've never had such a complicated system that we couldn't just throw hay at things for a few days. Um, but, but I remember some of those. It was also because I was working full time and had things on the farm that had to happen and they had to happen on the weekends. And, and it was like, there wasn't time to recreate because I was either working for my job or I was working for the farm, but there was no like recreational. I I just didn't feel like there was, there was time for that. It goes back to the time factor. Like it actually, it doesn't have to take as much time as we think it does sometimes. that sounds like a confusing statement, but no, I get you. I think that I think that sometimes in farming we don't think about the way doing things the ways that are the most efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that partly it's baked into the culture that we have to work a long day, yep. and um, I don't feel like I have been as good at that over time. I mean, I think I've gotten better at it over time, trying to set up systems where, like, you know. You do chores and it's a few minutes versus you do chores and it's a two-hour thing. Or, But I didn't start that way at all. Everything had to be the longest possible way. And, and, I, and I think we have to be honest that, like, right now we're le- just now learning the. you were working a full-time job for a vast majority of your farming career. <laughs> yes, the entire and farming time, in fact. on your own. Which I think adds to the level of resentment because you're already, it's like I'm working hard and then I'm doing this other work thing. Right. And it makes it even that much more harder. Um, and I spent five years going to grad school part-time. Yeah. You're just a rock star, honey. <laughs> because you're a rock star. I, no, no. It's because I have a level of insanity right. that is not necessarily healthy. But but I think that, that um, we're only now just learning, oh, yeah, it's a lot easier for Jen to give Creating good systems within the farm takes a lot of headspace, and if you're dedicating most of your headspace to a forty-hour-a-week or more job, yes, plus all of the things in life, yes, it's that's challenging. And I mean, and also one of the advantages right now is that we're no longer managing another human being, uh, right? You know, outside yeah, because our, our son's careers. grown. Yeah, um, because our son has grown, and that also changes things significantly. You know, the the um, the dynamic of farming working. And raising a family, I mean, you think about it, that's just a huge amount of, that's just all you're doing, you're never not working. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's that's something I'm I'm trying to practice now a little bit more. Not just a little bit more, I'm actually trying to practice that now in a way that I've just never, never done that. I know, I'm very proud of you. Before. Oh, thanks. (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) Um. I mean, it, I think it, it's also what I what I hope to see in other people, other farmers and ranchers too, is that they try to do things in a healthier way. And so I'm on that journey. We're all on that together. And I feel like we're trying to do that ourselves, just you and I, as a as a as a couple, where you know we've worked through a bunch of the the we've worked through a lot of the like farming relational stuff in that. You appear to, I mean, I feel that you less, um, 
have frustration for me because I'm working. You're like, you have let some things go. Yes. And I try to only ask for help when I really need it. I need that third hand. I need that other person to, you know, and most of what I do, I I don't need another person. I've tried to set up systems that work pretty well with one person. Um, but like we've, but you know, I mean, when I call you, you do come. Mm-hmm. And it used to be like that sort of yep. isolation, resentment, tension yep. thing where I would call and you'd be like, do you really need me? Or, and, um, and, and I wouldn't ask you when I should because I didn't want you to be stressed right. or I didn't want you to give me negative feedback or be annoyed with me. And I feel so much less stressed now about that because it felt like, um, yeah, it basically felt like whatever I did, I was annoying. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. it's okay. Well, it's, it's a- just, yeah, it was basically like the first 10 years of me trying to farm was like me being annoying. And you and I having tension around what you wanted to do and mm-hmm. that you wanted me to participate in and what I wanted to do that wanted you to participate in. So so I think two of the things yeah. that, uh, that – the two keys to that that have changed things – well, there's <laughs> there's three things. One of them is having done my – on my own sort of personal journey, um, which has allowed me to let go of things more easily. There's that, and that's right. different. That's, that's different. But in terms, huge, but in terms of the couple dynamic um, as it relates to farming, it's managing expectations and communicating mm. because we each have to know what the other expects of us, yeah. and we have to negotiate. I mean, the, the from my perspective, where where my relationship to our farming dynamic changed was when we. We bid on, we put the money, uh, the, the, when we had to pull our offer on the Blue Goose Farm, mm. because I was, I was uncomfortable with it, and, you know, it kind of broke your heart a little bit. It did. And it pushed us into a position where we had to really write down what we actually wanted, and writing it down was key. That's one of the biggest things. What do we really want? What do we each want out of this farm? And when we wrote it down... It made it really easy for me to understand what Jen wanted and really easy, I think, for you to understand what I wanted. And ultimately, we found the place that fit exactly all, all of those things. And it's, you know, it's we are in our the perfect place for both of us. But it took. And actually, it's better than Blue Goose. Oh, yeah. Well, except for the soils. Be nice to have Blue <laughs> If we could have Blue Goose's soil slapped down all over <laughs> all over this hillside bedrock that we live on, it would be ducky. But <laughs> That's it okay. is better. No, the no. house is way better. So, so, so many parts of it yeah. are, are better. Um, yeah. And also, that was a nice barn. Um, it was a nice barn. But the that took us doing the effort, the the exercise of writing it down and then talking through that yes. you know and coming up with these are the things that I want for my house you know I didn't want to I did not want to fix a rubber I am not a uh, I don't like a project of that type of project that's not my thing uh, can I do some of that stuff yes I've managed to have to do some of that stuff in my lifetime because we were broke and you learn how to do things like that but I don't want to fix my house um and so getting a house that was falling into the ground as part of the deal, which isn't unusual on a farm, wasn't really something I wanted. No. I wanted the Internet. As, real, as ridiculous as that sounds, it was important to me. And we found a 1980s era house, so relatively modern, and, you know, with Internet. And yet it has all of the land that, you know, it has a ton of land. 
It's in a stupendous location. But not too much land. Right, not exactly. I don't want it to And, and interesting land that you can do things with. That, that, and it presented a challenge for, for you that it was intriguing. And, I mean, it worked out fantastically. But that took, that took some communication. And I think that that's part of it. And you and I have become better at communicating with each other about what's important. And, you know, we, we as a people, we tend to hold on to resentment. We, we spend more time in resentment than we do taking the time to be vulnerable with our spouses and say, this is, this how, this is how this really makes me feel. Mm. But doing it in a way that's not antagonistic, like you're making me feel right, bad. Right, right. It's, it's owning the feeling yeah. and saying, look, this is how I feel when this happens. And I know you're not trying to do it on purpose necessarily, but this is how I feel. Yeah. And trying to then figure out what, you know, the best way to satisfy both of us in a way that's uh, holistic and healthy. Um, you know, it's like we worked it out so that when you really need help I'm in the farm, if you ask me, I'm going to come help unless I am really occupied with something I have to do mm-hmm. because you need my help and, yeah. and because you don't ask for my help unless you really need it. And I know that, you yeah. know, um, and you don't expect me to go. You're, you're, you know, the vision, the imaginary vision of the perfect farming couple, you don't expect me to be that guy because I'm not. And I've tried to make that clear. Um, that said, I'm, you know, I'm... We didn't actually really even talk about that. No, I told you I, a number of times I didn't want to be a farmer. Well, it's... It, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I made that very clear. Well, it's interesting because it it, it seems so clear now, but as I, as I look back on it, like, I think that the... The communication level that we have now, (laughs) the communication level that we have now um, about this stuff is like totally different level than it was, you know, back in the beginning. um, You know, it's not it's not like you and I started dating and I and I said, it's not like you knew what you were getting into. Right. Well, exactly. Because exactly. I didn't know what I was getting into. Right. And, I mean, I I wanted to be a veterinarian. We thought I was going to go to vet school when we first started dating. I mean, the, the love of animals is not any kind of a surprise. But um, but all of the, 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 I don't know, I feel like the first at least eight or ten years of of my sort of farming experience was me having expectations of you, as you just said, without actually communicating what those were and without us actually talking through it. And you were like, I'm not a farmer, but we didn't really talk through with that. Like, no, I'm really not a farmer. Actually, you know, you know, when it started to become clear to me that you really didn't want to do it was, um, I used to process chickens and my friend and I would process chickens together and then I I would process our own chickens. Um, And it was like the backside of the Mm -hmm. house and it never got any sun and I would be turkeys. I'd be doing turkeys and it would be like the middle week of November or the or the actual Thanksgiving week. Things would be frozen. Everything would suck. It would be light for about 20 minutes that day. (laughs) It was awful. And I, and and you'd be like, wow, you're, boy, it's been a long day. I would be like so like angry and resentful. Like, well, it'd be faster if you would help me. I'm doing this all by myself. And I was sort of doing this like victimization, self victimization mm-hmm. thing. I was mm-hmm. just like, like, you're not helping me. I was like, but 
like I was setting up that expectation, but you were like, I really don't want to help you do that. Yeah, right. I, mean, <laughs> like, I, wasn't... I really don't. And it was really interesting to me because I, I feel like the very first shift, like really positive shift in that relationship um, was when you said, I will, I will not process turkeys with you. But I will make sure that the house is warm when you get home, and I will, you know, I don't know if you went so far as to say I will draw a bath for you, but you were like, I will make sure that you will be hot, there will be hot beverages for you, there will be a hot meal for you, Um, I will help you, I will take care of you when you're back in from doing that work. And that was like a, a wicked changer for me, because that's not the experience that I was seeing with couple farming friends that right. I have have known necessarily. Right. Like I, it would be like they would work really hard. They would process the turkeys. It would be dark. It would be cold. And then they would go home to a completely cold and dark house and then like argue over who was going to make dinner because they were both exhausted. Right. And maybe they had more children than we had so or that were older or maybe their children would have something hot, hot, some hot food for them. I don't know, but <laughs> what magical children are Some those? Magical children. I don't know, but um, but that was like a turning point for me, where I was like, oh, well, wait, your role is not being out here with with me killing chickens. Your role is to take care of me. That really was like that was a that was a shift that was like a, like almost like an axis shift. It wasn't done. I it didn't stop having expectations and wishes, but. That was that was pretty huge for me where I was like, oh, well, at the end of this day, I have something to look forward to because it will be a hot meal and I'll feel cared for. (laughs) Yeah. And it's interesting because I can't tell you when I discovered that role, Mm. but that was because I mean, honestly, I for a long time, I bore a lot of guilt for not helping you. Yeah. um, Because, you know, society expects the man to go out and help with the heavy stuff, even though that's just not my thing. And that was, you know, so I felt, I felt guilt about that. And, and, but I like to cook and I like to take care of you. And it seems like, you know, you're out there freezing your ass off. What you need really need is a hot thing of chicken soup when you come inside (laughs) and I can do that and I can tend to that stuff. And, you know, I mean, I really try to do that even more now than I did back then. But, um, but yeah, you know, that's that's about defining roles, you know. What what are our roles? If mm-hmm. I'm not it would be ludicrous for me and and I realize this actually happens for me to for you to do all that farming work and have and then for me to come you to come back inside and me expecting you to be the one who cooks dinner, you know, sort of along gender lines. Mm. Um <clears throat> cook dinner or whatever. Um that sort of trips my fairness um alarm, you know what I mean? And yeah. I do think, you know, I didn't feel like it was fair for you to expect me to go help you farm because, I mean, what did we spend? The first 10 years of our life, this wasn't even a thing. You know what I mean? Was it 10, 9? How many years of, how, how many years into our relationship did we go before you started farming? Because you... 12. Right. 11, 12. So, so yeah. we went a good, we went, we went a, little, a little over a yeah. decade. Yeah. Um, before, and that, so that, that was not even a thing. And so it, it really uh-huh. was like, you know, okay, this is something you were doing now. All right. You know, I mean, I thought it was neat, <laughs> right. but I, I didn't realize it was going to be for real. Right. Um, I didn't either. And, and, but right. 
So, you know, I mean, it's like, well, it's not fair to expect me to, you know, jump into your hobby, what was a hobby at that point, and be, you know, all in on it. Right. Um, And, but, over time, I also realized it wasn't fair for me to just sit on my ass and expect you to do things and while you're also doing all that stuff. And then, of course, I didn't even really give thought to the fact that you were working a full-time job just because I looked at it as, as well, that's a passion project the farming is right. that you want to do. That's a choice. You right. are making a choice. Right. I'm not making that same choice. Right. Um, but I think over time it's, I've realized it's like, this isn't just a choice. It's something you are compelled to do. and is important to you. And I, I mean, the, uh, the biggest thing that I have taken away from it over the years is, you know, those times when you were really stressed, but then would go out and hang out with your sheep and you'd come back like you, you know, you, you had some sort of magic pill to make you feel better. And, and I don't know how I could not support that. So I tried to figure a carve out a, a way to support you and to, to help you. Um, and it took, it's taken a long time to figure that out. And I mean, we're still figuring that out, but, um, yeah. Anyway, that's that's absolutely it. And I, and I definitely think, you know, when I think about sort of the things that I recommend to couples who are embarking on this sort of thing, or at least a single farmer with a, a significant other who um, is, is getting into farming, is to think about, you know, you need to be, communicate, you need to be open and honest and vulnerable. And that means maybe, you know, exposing some of the things that bother you, Mm. Um, and having candid conversations with those so you can work through them. Yeah. Um, and also, from my perspective, you got to, um, particularly for uh, male-female couples, um, you need to make sure the gender norms are being properly addressed. Because I don't know how I don't know how couples who farm, um, I don't know how they they typically divide up home activities. You know, because I mean, if you guys are farming all day. And then you got to come home and take care of the kids and cook dinner. Then, man, I hope you guys are splitting that up too, because, <clears throat> I, it, you know, you can't just put it all on on the on the yeah. wife. Yeah. You know, I mean, because that's not fair either. Yeah. No. Um, and that's that's part of it. Is is I really I feel I feel like looking at things from a fairness standpoint. What is fair for both of us to kind of encourage the passion and love that someone has for farming, which is a beautiful thing. Um, while recognizing its impact on the rest of the household and trying to conduct ourselves in a fair manner that's, mm. that's, that's caring and fair. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I agree. And the, that it's interesting because the, the fairness factor, I don't necessarily feel like that is exactly like we have to count our hours. Right. Yes. Um, you know, what has felt, what has felt like one of the biggest shifts in, um, okay, I shouldn't say one biggest shift, but I, th- I think I think two, um, has one we are working in the ways that we can toward the same direction, mm-hmm. and I feel like for a long time we were just working in opposite directions. Yep. Um, Maybe it was because I didn't have a clear direction, so there was no like, that was part you of know, it, focus. But but also like I don't know that you did either. So we sort of didn't. It was when we lined up and we looked like side by side and we looked out at the future, and that was when we wrote down our yep. list. That was really like okay, that's that that's us not 
We defined our mutual not across the table, look, you know, like you know, arguing with each other, but both of us sitting on the same side of the table, looking at the future. Mm -hmm. That dynamic really changed because it felt like whatever we, however we work together in the future, we're going toward the same thing. Um, But then the other piece of it was, uh, it felt huge to to have you acknowledge how hard I was working and how much I was trying. because that was a lot of the, the the challenge of the first number of years and the tension that we, we felt was I felt like I was working so hard and I had this like I had this vision in my head, um, which I may or may not have communicated to anyone but me, but um, but I had this vision in my head and I was I was willing to wor- work for that, but like a lot of what I was doing you didn't see, so yeah. so you you weren't. Um, you weren't telling me I was doing a good job. Like, not that I I need to have uh you to validate what I'm doing because obviously I've got I'm I'm compelled to do it regardless. Right. But that has changed now. Where you look around and you see things I've worked on improving, or you see, you know, and you'll actually compliment like the sheep are looking really good right now or boy the pastures are like you know things that you've picked up over time but also like you're giving me positive reinforcement and it's not like I have to have that to keep doing what I'm doing but it sure is wonderful to hear and it really makes me feel like you appreciate the effort that I'm putting in even if it's not something that you want to go do yourself on a daily basis (laughs) Well, support matters, at least from my perspective. I I mean, it's like you can't, um, you know, I manage people as part of my day job. And it's, it's, if you're not telling people they're doing a good job, you're not doing a good job managing. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, you have to, you have to support people. People have to feel like they're, they're, they're recognized for their successes. And we had to recognize people for their successes because that's, it's, it can be. It can sometimes. It can be the only thing that gets you through the day, um, and you know. I think the shared understanding your vision, and maybe it's not a shared vision. I do, although I do think that, that that was one of the best things is that we did, as you say, we sat on the same side of the table and we looked to the future together and merged our visions in a way that made a lot of sense. And I think that took some that took some iteration to get those two things to merge. And it's changed. You know, there have been things that we thought we'd do together that ultimately didn't, we haven't done. And we've decided those are not, they're too much effort and maybe not enough. They're not something we want to put effort in as it relates to the farm because there's other ways to be more uh, efficient and sensible about how we build the business. Um, But generating a vision for the business helped me understand what you were aiming at. And it makes it a lot easier for me to see it. Um, you know, I'm not going to have the same vision uh, for the farm because I'm not a farmer, but I am. I do understand what your vision is for your life and how the farm works in that vision because that's a thing that, you know, I mean, even though where farmers are often, that's their primary focus in life, you got to have a vision beyond the farm because no matter what, farming is still, a, it's still your job and we can always at some point in time decide we don't want to do a job or for some reason can't do a job. And therefore we have to sort of have a vision that's beyond that. That's like, well, what do we, what do we want our life to be in 20 years? And maybe it still means that we still is, we want to be farming. Well, what does that look like? 
you know, and then you have something to aim for. And uh, you, as a couple, you can align and be like, yes, these are the things we want to do. And the biggest thing that I have recognized is that you and I are absolutely at our best when we are pulling in the same direction, doing the same thing. <laughs> so true. I mean, that was the house ex- experience Good. was phenomenal. We just, you always, the energy you put out into the world is the energy you get back. And you and I started putting out the same energy for the same purposes, and we got this farm. Mm. And then, you know, not to say that it just happened like magic. You took advantage. You, you put yourself out there to the world. And got a response that wound us netting us. So you took it, you you created an opportunity, and then we took advantage of the opportunity, and we made it happen. So it's not to just imply that it just you know completely comes out of the, uh, the ether, but it certainly we were pulling in the same direction. We we're always better off when we're pulling in the same direction. Always we get more things done when we do that. That's so true. <clears throat> so 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 true. Yeah. And the key to that is communication yeah. and openness, and then it, you know. Figuring out what you both want and trying to figure out a way to make those two things a compatible vision. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What? Really? <laughs> I did not know that. I did not know that. <laughs> um, so I have, this is a little <clears throat> bit of a, a, a different direction, but I'm kind of curious. Like, are there... Um, Farming things that you wish I wouldn't do, would not do? There were. Uh, I hated chickens. <laughs> I freaking hated chickens. They were just, yeah, I, I wish you would. I, they, back in the day, I wish you wouldn't let your chickens run loose, get into the garage, and crap all over our tools. I wish that hadn't happened. Um, um, <laughs> I think we're still replacing the tools Oh, yeah, from we, that still are, we still have a, don't have a lot of tools for that reason. But, uh, no, no, now, man, I... I I like what you're doing now. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like you, us, us making the decision to take the risk of you going full time was worth it. Um, you know, I mean, it's a risk like anything else, but you don't make any major changes in life without risk. And um, that's a really good question, but I think the answer is no. There's nothing you do farm-wise that I would like you to not do anymore. Um, it is it has changed so significantly, um, and you know, I mean, let's be honest. The the farm itself has lent has made things easier. I mean, not that this is the easiest place to farm in the world, but it is certainly easier than mm-hmm. trying to run, you know, sheep across Route 14 in Vermont yeah. and up into the woods and try to move them around. I mean, it's just easier in that respect. Yeah, everything um, here is easier. And I really like the way you now, because of Ranching for Profit, approach this as a business. I like the way you think about it, not as, you know, we just do these things with animals and that's all we do. You, we, you know, it was your vision ultimately for us to start the ecotourism, you know, the, the on-farm, the farm stay business. That is huge. And it's cool because it's also it's successfully implementing your ideal vision for the thing, which is marvelous. But I, I'm, I'm I'm more interested in talking about the things that I like, which is basically everything <laughs> that you're doing. Because the reality is, is that I think that you know when you finally realize when we finally realize that pigs are our livestock profit center, mm-hmm. you really approached that in a great way. Um, no, 
The biggest thing I wish was that I wish you wouldn't leave your tools in the living room, but other than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're looking at them. Yes, right now. I'm looking at them right now. But seriously, Actually, I mean, the, if that's the least of my my. You you left that wrench set, by the way. Well, but it's yours. <laughs> you might want it, so I put it with your tool. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but but the truth is, is that uh, no, I feel like right now, I feel like we're doing the right things now. I, I do, I really do feel like poultry was not. It was just there were so many downsides to it. I really yeah. respect people who do it and I'm glad there are people who do it and I love buying eggs from Jim DiStefano and I would like to buy, uh, you know, chicken from Maple Wind Farm um, and, you know, it's great. I'm glad, there's, I'm glad there are people who are passionate about doing it. It's great. We are not that group and yeah. it is so much, I, yeah. Um, you know, the, it's always the biggest frustration with farming is when the animal, animals get out, and typically, for the sheep especially, it's when you are distracted with other things that they are most likely to so get out. So often happens. Um, yeah. And you don't take the time to do it right. Yeah. Um, you no, know, I'd be or, late or, or, for, like, yeah, going You rush it, and you're like, host. oh, this will be fine. And anytime we tell ourselves oh, with regards to the livestock, <laughs> it'll be fine. It won't be fine. Um, you know, you can always tell when the I, – I can always tell when I look at the animals and they're up to – planning to get out. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's always somebody who gets out, at least with a sheep. I always felt like that was one of your superpowers. There's always some asshat who repeatedly gets out, and that's fine, but it's when everybody is out, and then I have to deal with it that it's like, that's that's the thing that always rubs me the most the wrong way. Um, And it's one thing if Mother Nature decides to drop a tree on the fence and everybody gets out, that's a thing. But when it's a, we didn't manage this properly thing, that's the thing that bugs me. But largely, that doesn't happen that often, unless we have goats, and that's just... (laughs) Goats. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? Goats are a thing. Goats were pretty funny this year, I will definitely say. Yeah. I definitely had some cursing of goats yeah. this year. So when I asked you that question about is there anything you'd like me to do you wish I wouldn't do, I thought you were going to say I wish you wouldn't work on weekends. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's a thing that I think that, you know, it's interesting what I really wish for you is, is that you would take some dedicated time off every week because yeah. I think we need that. Yeah. And I think that we can't, it's, it's not healthy to work seven days a week. We have to have some downtime. Um, as much as it would be nice to have those times be concurrent, that can't always be the case. Sometimes you really do have to make hay when the sun shines. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not that we hay, but you know, you're not going to, if it's going to pour, Monday through Friday, and then be sunny on the weekend. Well, you're going to have to go outside and do your outside work when it's sunny. I mean, not have to, but I mean, that's the best time yeah. to do it. It is the reality of the situation. And this is the, the thing about farming that they don't talk about is, is like, this is where you're, you can't always plan things to be a particular way because they may get changed because of the farm if for whatever reason, whether it's because the animals got out before you went to the wedding or whether it's yeah. um, because things got to get done because the weather's right. Um, no, I mean, yes, I want you to I want you to focus on that more and I want you to take time for yourself because you need it. Um, you know, vaca- the industry that I work in is very prone to working too much and I am really resistant to that and I do a reasonable job of it. It doesn't always work out, but it's I I'm I certainly do a better job than a lot of people I know in the field that I'm in. Um, because I don't think it's healthy. We need to get good night's sleep. We need to eat well. And we need to take time to just stop and pause and do nothing or also stop and pause and reflect. Yeah. Um, and I think it makes us sharper and better at what we do when we when we do take that time off. So, um, no, I think that yeah. right now we're 
This is, I'm actually really excited about the farm in the future. I really think that it's, it's very interesting, and I'm really excited to have you being able to dedicate all of your time and brain space to it because I think that's that's probably the thing that you weren't doing that we most needed you to do. Is if we were going to be serious about having this farm be something that makes you money for a living, didn't it needed you needed to focus on making doing that? You know yeah. What I mean? yeah, that's a lesson I I feel. I feel the next year is going to be probably a better test than this than this yep. first partial year because it'll be a full year and because um, and because I was able to get a bunch of things started this year that will be more refined next yep. year so I can put head time <laughs> to that. Um, but uh, reducing distractions, which is funny because it's not like I haven't had plenty of distractions, no. but um, reducing the distractions of trying to do full-time work and there's like the physical time of doing a, a day job and then there's depending upon the day job there's plenty of folks in the world who have a day job where they they work it and when they leave it they leave it right. and it's mental load but but um to have a heavy mental load um job and try to do other things it yeah it was just entirely too many balls in the air yep and um, and the ability to focus has been just pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. <clears throat> just in this last year, it's just been really fascinating. Yeah. Um. So, are there other things that I should have asked you that you that you uh, that or other or questions? that we should? Yeah, there are other things that. Um, what else about farming has like surprised you over time? Man, farming we, is gross. <laughs> Dear God, farming is gross. <laughs> farming can be, I mean, it can be lovely and beautiful. It can also be the most nasty, disgusting thing you've ever seen seen or smelled or heard or anything. <laughs> oh, my God, nobody tells you that. Look at the pretty cows out in the field. It's so bucolic. Oh, look at the pigs that got into the chicken pen and started eating the chickens alive. Oh, my God. How does that happen? Uh, just seriously. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Ew. Um, that, yeah, that's... No, no, you know, uh, it, it's been uh, uh, a journey. Livestock farming in particular is gross. Right. I mean, I'm going to say that. It's not that vegetables don't have their, like, dirty... Mo sure. I mean, growing vegetables, very dirty fruit. I mean, it, it's, there's grossness there. Yes, there is. There's, like... It's a, it's a different level when you have live animals. Absolutely. Or dead animals. <laughs> or dead animals or... or and and, and or, I, yeah, I did not realize injured that... Injured animals. I did yeah. not realize that sometimes animals just die. Yeah. Or do things like, you know... Put both their heads through the fence and choke each other to death. <laughs> Seriously, sheep are amazing. Only in fairness, only one of them died. Yeah, I know. And the other, the other one looked like she was just like, "Can you please Could deal you with please this? Deal with this? I really <laughs> anyway, can't get my head out." I, seriously, these are these are things that were just surprised yeah. that I would never have known. And how can how can anybody tell you? Um, or the time we gave the uh, ram lamb to somebody and they texted us later on and said, "Yeah, well, we tied him to the tree and he strangled himself to death." Because <laughs> cheap. Um, oh yeah. yeah, that one was rough too. Yeah. But but it was you know, all, rougher all, for them. Than all rough, all but. jokes about dead animals aside. Um, no, you know, it, like I said, the biggest thing that I didn't realize was was how much time it would take and how much it would be a significant part of our lives, more than I realized. Mm. Um, and, and and we've really worked through a lot of that. Um, and changed what we do and how we do it and how we approach that dynamic and that relationship. Um, 
So other questions that you should have asked me. Mm-hmm. Well, you should have asked me whether I'm uh, happy that you're a farmer. Oh, <laughs> well, that's fair. Well, the are you happy th- that I'm a farmer? I, I am happy that you're a farmer. I am. Uh, you know, as as much as I, I um, give you crap because I know far more an alarming amount of things about farming that I know, I shouldn't know as someone who is not a farmer. <laughs> I like that part of our life and what it has become. Um, I, I like, and I love what it does for you. That's the aiming. I'm just super proud of you and all that you've done with it. And that's, uh, you know, worth all of the um, stress and hassle and funky smells and all of those good things that come with being uh, on a farm. Uh, yeah. The joy it brings you is worth it. And and, and, and also the, the way you've approached it now in the past five or ten years has just been very different than the first decade. Yeah, no, and, it's and true. And it's huge. And the growth has been amazing. I mean, what an opportunity for growth. For, I mean, it's definitely an opportunity for growth. <laughs> I had no idea what I was capable of doing until I had to do stuff yeah. to make things work on the farm. Mm. And, I mean, there's plenty of stuff that I, I have not learned how to do and not really that interested in learning because um, I'm, you know, I don't feel like I, there's a, a lot of, you know, kinds of farming that just doesn't call to me or excite me that much. So I just have no interest in learning those things. But yeah, like being out there, like in the snow and the rain and, and being and looking around and being like, well, there's nobody else is going to do this. So right. I guess I'm going to have to dig deep and figure out how to do this. How do I get 13 pigs onto a truck by myself? Um, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just, it, there's a tremendous amount of like, um, success when I can get past those things. Um, there's a tremendous amount of success. I feel really successful when I'm, when I'm doing that and gratification. Uh, I was going to say, I am glad that, (laughs) I am glad that you are happy I'm a farmer, um, because part of you learning things like what it looks like when pastures are overgrazed is actually back to my personal why in terms of like sharing and educating. I don't want to know this. <laughs> and then you, I mean, the fact that you drive around and, you know, point out the They're window overgrazing. and you're like, wow, that's not good, right? Like what I'm looking at is not good. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you weren't always there. Like you were just like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I'm not looking. I'm not seeing this. And I feel like that's good. Like you're one more person that I've been able to educate about. In, in, assimilate, adop, indoctrinate. Yes, into, into the power of grazing for good and when people are doing it wrong. So, so one, one thing I, I, I wanted to mention too that I really appreciate now um, is your acknowledgement of the value of my support. Because mm. um, I don't feel like that was something I always got. Um, even after I started really trying to do that, um, that that makes a big difference. And I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you, you, the acknowledgement needs to be deserved and legitimate. But um, your appreciation, and I mean, you said this earlier, of me um, 
being the one who makes you d- dinner and make sure you have a hot meal and a warm house and uh, theoretically a clean house or cleanish house anyway. Um, and doing those things uh, and, and just being really appreciative of it makes, I mean, that, that again, that makes me want to do those things uh, that much more. And um, I really like to know that I'm helping, but I need to be, I need the acknowledgement to understand that, yeah, I'm helping. Cause I mean, I do a lot of things that I, to help people and I don't always know that they're working and it's, you want to know the things that you need. Feed, I need feedback. I'm a person who needs feedback and to know that what I'm doing is working because I'm certainly try other things if it's not. And so mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, I really am grateful for that. And you've been very good about acknowledging that. After I do, I realized I didn't do that for a long time. Um, yeah, I think it's been good for both of us to, to try to, try to do that so as we wrap things up i know that you mentioned some recommendations for for others you know whether whether it's two people farming together or a farming non-farming partnership um so i heard you make recommendations around communicating Mm -hmm. and managing expectations trying to be clear about roles yep um do you have other do you have other thoughts too? Well, I mean, I think that you know that whole discussion about vulnerability. Mm. So I, I you know when I, if we're thinking about books that people should consider, you know, Brene Brown's books. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the one that she talked about is. Um, it's not Dare to Lead. Um, not that that's not a great book, but it's the one before that, and I don't remember which book it is. Um, but her books are great because they really talk about that, about vulnerability and shame and some of those deep personal things and also the gender dynamic as it relates to those things. Um, I think those are really, it's really important. We have to do the work on ourselves too, because no matter what, we're people in the world. And so we bring to everything we do, including farming or, uh, you know, living with a farmer, those things. And it's important for us to, I feel like, um, be, we have to do our own work on ourselves in order to be fair and, and good to the people around us so that we do. Because that's been a huge part of why, how I treat things differently as it relates to the farm is letting go of some of these expectations that I have. Because when we, that's the other thing is we create, create our own expectations that aren't particularly reasonable. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's, it's like... That's true. Um, whether you know it's it's you expecting me to go out and be a farmer, or whether uh, it was me expecting that you should be at home hanging out with me and keeping me company, um, those weren't necessarily reasonable expectations, and neither necessary. And and part of that is just sort of addressing our own needs to and, and our own what you know why why do I need that why why do I have that particular right. expectation no, that's true. and then digging through that and figuring out what the root of it is and whether it's really uh whether it's something that's just sort of um comes from your past and comes from who you are uh, and and isn't really how do I put this like a true need or whether it is something you really that is an expectation that's really you have to have mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure I'm making myself very clear but uh does that make sense? It really, it really does, and I think it it plays into. Um, I do think I think we need to work work on ourselves in in general, but I think that it is particularly on point when 
your work and your home are the same thing. Place. Yeah. Because it's not like in a day job situation we shouldn't work on our stuff. Because we should totally work on our stuff yep. with our coworkers. But um, but then we leave that place of employment and we come back home and then we have a different dynamic with the people at home yep. and which is theoretically like a deeper relationship. Um, and also, so, I mean, and by deeper, I, I, I mean that in both like longer term and, you know, stronger relationships theoretically, but also like more deep personal, like really personal stuff. Yep. And a farm is all of those things. Right. And, um, which is a wonderful thing and also a super big challenge because you can almost never get away from your coworkers. Right. Right. <laughs> Theoretically. And and so if you aren't working on yourself, then there's just so much dysfunction that can happen and just be cycling in that and then there's no chance to take a break. So I think yeah, I think that I think that working on ourselves is absolutely huge and I, I feel like we've made leaps and bounds when we really Seriously started working on ourselves. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking of a, of a book that would be helpful around all of this expectation setting and um, communication in general. Um, it's called Crucial Conversations. And um, it's a really excellent way to learn how to question some of the things that you think you hear and the stories. Brene Brown is great for this as well. Yeah, and it's, um, it's um, uh, Daring Greatly. Oh, Daring Greatly. Awesome. That's uh, right. Which is how, uh, how to, the courage to be vulnerable transforms the way we live, love, parent, and lead. And, and that book was transformational for me. So I will, um, I'll be sure to put that actually in the show notes so that folks will have, yep. have that. Um, so Daring Greatly and Crucial Conversations are two really, really excellent books. Um, a third one that I found really helpful in my work with farmers, um, I don't know if you found it helpful too, um, it's called Just Listen. Yep. And, um, and that is, that will help to diffuse situations. I actually right. find Just Listen techniques to be really helpful. Um, in not ramping people up to right. be defensive and unhappy to begin with. And um, and it has a little bit of a different approach than, like, Crucial Conversations, which is excellent, too. So there are – yeah, I think that those are those are really helpful. They've helped me a lot have conversations with coworkers, conversations, like, with my family members that might have gone sideways if I'd asked a question differently, um, like you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, things go sideways, sideways with you. Sideways. Be careful. Yeah. Um, yeah, so these are some of the, I, I think communication and working on ourselves are some of the biggest things we could possibly do. Yeah, and, re- you know, I mean, it's all about sort of recognizing that we're all humans being. And, it, you know, that's where talking and, 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 and talking, being, you know, I mean, the, the challenge is, and you hit on this a moment ago, is is that you're you're on the farm. Here we're sitting on our farm, right. which means that it's all it's they're all tied together. It's not just you know we're not just going to somewhere else where we're working and then leave, you know packing it up and not taking it home with us at the end of the day. It's it's all here, and so recognizing that the you know the farm is intertwined with our people, the people that are here, um, yeah. is really important. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're creating a life, not just a business, right. and we're creating a business, not just a life. Right. And those are those are distinct. Indeed. Thanks, babe. Thank you. This has been fun. Thanks for having me.
at our, our little bar table here in front of the window. I know, drinking our tea, hanging out, looking at the nice. snow. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Okay. It was a, probably a little unfair to join us after 20 years. I mean, we've worked a lot of stuff out and... But hopefully, hopefully this conversation um, might help other people who are struggling sort of being in the farmer, non-farmer tension. Maybe you're in the middle of it right now. Maybe you don't know how to talk to your partner about it. Maybe you are only just realizing some of the tensions. I mean, goodness, I didn't realize I couldn't put words to my expectations and tensions for years. I just was resentful. So and we talked about that, as you heard. So anyway, it's. The upshot is it's it's tough to be successful when you're not on the same page. And um, and I want you to be successful. That's what I'm here for. So if our experience can help you in any way, just to sort of think about where you're at in your life um, and where you want to be in your life, uh, that would be, that's, yeah, that's like pretty much my whole reason for being. So I hope that you find it helpful. So if you enjoy the podcast, um, Please feel free to uh, like, subscribe, tell your friends. Please tell your friends. Um, our uh, We have a Patreon to support the podcast at patreon.com slash choose to farm. Um, or you can uh, subscribe in other ways, support the podcast in other ways. And um, email me if you have any questions or thoughts. I would love to hear from anyone who's listening to see if this is something you like, if it's something that you'd like me to hit on some other topics, um, if you'd like to share your story, all of that. Uh, this is all about engagement and um, sharing stories of other people with other people, us and with other people too. Thanks so much. And uh, I hope you enjoy a little bit of Chris's music, because this is one of the ways that he contributes to the success of the farm is um, through music and through his other creative activities. So enjoy Chris's music and have a great day. Thanks. Bye.